Welcome to another episode of Lunch with the Shark. Join us as we dive deep into discussions about business, accounting, and finance to help you build a business that thrives. Now sit back and have a bite with your host, the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa. Well, hello, hello, good afternoon, and welcome to a new edition of Lunch with the Shark. I am your host, Vidal, the Shark CFO Espinosa, and I'm super, super happy to be here uh this afternoon with you guys and um we are actually going to dive right into our today's topic and remember last uh yesterday we had uh, a great 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 guest with us anna georgia and uh she provided us some valuable information and today we actually have another amazing amazing guest today we have with us james cs and uh, he's going to talk to us about asset protection through insurances so let's give a welcome to our dear friend james cs how are you james good afternoon hey, hey. good afternoon thanks for having me on no, thank you for for accepting our invitation, and uh, so you can teach us a lot of it, a lot of things about insurances, so we can protect our assets. Yeah, for sure, as much as I can, anyway. <laughs> I know. No, you're gonna give us a lot of valuable information, and um, I know that for a fact because we actually uh, use your company for insurance for most of our insurance needs, and um, we found that it's having somebody on the insurance arena be on your side mm -hmm. it's amazing because as taxes someone that it's with you when it ha something happens when it comes to insurance claims and actually just the general uh concept of insurance it's very scary it can be it can be absolutely i think um one of the things that our company does that we train our agents to do is to provide an education to our customers. So that's really the the bedrock. It's the foundation of, in my opinion, what makes a good insurance agent. When it comes right down to it, you as a as a consumer, as a buyer of insurance products, you can go on the internet, you can go to Geico, you can go to State Farm, you can go wherever, and you can buy a policy fairly easily for, you know, especially your auto, your home, stuff like that. When it comes to your business insurance, though, most times you're going to need someone to provide that for you. There's uh, things are changing in the insurance space. There, there are places where you can go to just buy an insurance policy without ever talking to anybody. Um, but most of the time, when it comes to to your business insurance, you want to have that conversation with an agent because they're going to tell you all the things that you need to be on the lookout for. But you know what I found very, very interesting? And and even, even on your personal insurances, uh, we have in our in our firm, we've had three uh auto body work clients. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people walking to the shop with their car with with mul multiple damages, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they've gone and gotten car insurances that are really 
inexpensive, cheap. I don't want to pay a big premium on those insurances. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, I'm here to have my car fixed. And you call the insurance company, the adjuster comes here, they actually review the car, and then they say, oh, yeah, to fix your car is $12,520, to give you a sure. number. And then the insurance uh, calls the, the client, and they say, oh, but since you got the cheapest insurance, we're only going to cover 10% of that or 20% of that mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you're deductible. Yes, you selected a $1,000 deductible, but you didn't read the fine print and we are not going to cover your 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 claim only for 10%. And the insurance starts, the, the, the client starts yelling and screaming and like, ah, why, 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 why? Well, you, you, you don't understand the jargon. You don't understand the terms. You did not read the fine print. Mm -hmm. And somebody like you guys, and and I can I can attest to that. Somebody like you that understands the fine print, that understands the jargon, that understands the underwriting of the policy, you can actually tell us what the fuck are we buying? Absolutely, and that that really is our job as insurance agents. So um, I was going to say that that. When I was in the Navy, I worked on the flight deck. And when we work on the flight deck, it's, you know, you've seen all these shows, the most dangerous jobs in the world. The flight deck of an aircraft carrier is up there, right? It's like number one or two, the most dangerous jobs in the world. People don't die there very often, though, right? It's a very dangerous job, but people don't die there very often uh, because we have all of these rules in place. We have a, a friggin' manual that's this thick on all the things that we're allowed, supposed to do on the flight deck and things that we're not supposed to do. And what they say on the flight deck is that every single one of those rules in that book is written in blood, meaning somebody got hurt or somebody died and they created a rule to make sure that it doesn't happen again. So when it comes to uh, insurance agents, a lot of it is the same way, right? They're, what you're talking about, that, that situation where somebody goes to... Um, goes to file their claim and they don't get as much money as they expected, you know, we had to learn that the hard way as well. When that happened to us, we turned around and told our agents, hey, look, there's this coverage built into our auto policies. It's called OEM coverage, original equipments manufacturers. Make sure that you select that as a default and give the the uh, the the insured, the customer, the option to remove that and explain what that is, which OEM original equipments manufacturer means that we're going to put back factory parts. So that's why, you know, a lot of times those claims happen where they don't, they don't get the factory parts or the, or the body shop will put the factory parts in there, but the insurance policy doesn't say that they'll cover factory parts. They'll only cover aftermarket. And so the aftermarket parts would have been 20% of the price of the factory parts. And so that's what they get. Uh, when they when they want to get their claims back, but you know these are things that that agents learn as we go, right? Like there's the the manuals for insurance, the language for insurance, the books for insurance. There's so there's so many of them. There's no way that one single insurance agent can know everything. Uh, but luckily, we have an awesome team and a lot of experience, and we're able to provide that kind of service to our customers. That is right. And, and I'm just going to uh, pull it out there. Every single show, 
uh, Jeff and the marketing team puts a script up for me on this to, so I can uh, go over on this, on, on this, right? And the first question that they, they gave me today was, who is James C.S.? <laughs> and actually, I, I am not going to ask you, I did not ask you that question from the get-go because I show to whomever is watching and whoever is going to watch this in the future, I just want you guys to see who is James C.S. and who is the company that he represents and they have. They actually help you determine what's your best option to select on the check marks whenever you try to do it on your own online to buy your insurances they do that for you mm -hmm. that's what you guys need you are not we are we we and i say not him like you whoever is watching you guys are not experts like you're not experts on taxes like you're not experts on accounting like you're not doctors don't go to m web, web md and determine <laughs> what's your sickness because I'm going to tell you one thing. Everybody has cancer according to WebMD. Everybody has cancer. So when it comes to insurance, you need somebody that is expert on that. Uh, and, and I've seen hundreds of cases where people go and bump their heads to the wall because they don't get that uh, uh, coverage. Something mm -hmm. happens and there's little exclusion there that, oh, I forgot to check mark that box because well, it said that it was going to be $5 extra. Yeah, I, I can. That's exactly what happens. So, you know, nowadays people are smart, right? People know how to use Google. Okay. Smart, smart when it comes to technology. People know how to use Google. Okay. They, they can go to Google and they say, I'm looking for insurance, right? And Google's going to populate all these results and they just click on one and go through the form. And by the time they're done, they have an insurance policy. But there's this one part in the form where there's this, this slider, right? And the slider goes to the left and to the right. And when you move it to the right, the price goes up, right? And when you move it to the left, the price goes down. What do people want? They want to pay less money. So they move it all the way to the left, and next thing you know, they're running around on state minimum coverages, which is fifteen thousand per person, thirty thousand per accident, and you know, what's that going to buy you when when you go to the hospital? Like that might cover your ambulance ride, right? right. And that's right. and that's about it. Then after I, that, I would actually it's out of pocket. Advise them. Yes, I would actually advise them on if they're googling to buy their insurance. I would actually yes advise them on googling. How much would it cost for their ambulance? How much would it cost for the doctor at the ER? How much would it cost their medication? And then yep. they can make the determination on that. But if they go with somebody like you, you would be able to tell us, do this, do that. And if we accept the advice, because mm -hmm. most of the times I, I see it here also with us, and, and you probably see it, they'll probably go with you and they say, oh, you know what? But online, the price is two times less than what you're quoting. Mm -hmm. And that's because they're not getting the same coverages. They're, they're moving that slider all the way to the left. As a standard, we like to work with people who are homeowners and business owners because homeowners and business owners have assets to protect and they understand the value of insurance. So if right. you're someone who doesn't have those assets to protect, you're like, I don't care, sue me. I got nothing anyway, right? So And, and they think they don't have anything. But they do have stuff. Well, they have an income 
And if they get sued and they can't pay, make that payment, guess what? Government garnishes 25% of your wages. So I hope you can live off 75% of your income. Otherwise. And they can't because they're living day to day. And, and 25% of that income, it's actually before taxes. And mm -hmm. it's a shitload of money because you're still going to have to pay taxes because that's earned income. And if you owe to the IRS, the IRS is the only agency in the United States that they can withhold 80% of your income, 80%. Wow. And they don't care if they leave you with 20% pre-taxes, then that you have to pay taxes on still to live on. Oh, there's the business, bro. How do you like that? There's <laughs> sucks. Yes, it sucks. And even also for child support, debt, IRS taxes. Yeah, they, they're, 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 they're bad. They're bad. It is. It is. But that's, you know, one of our goals is to make sure that that doesn't happen to people. So we always try to walk away with making three sales for any customer that we have. That's an auto policy, a homeowner's policy, and an umbrella policy. So for your personal business, uh, for your personal insurance, uh, when it comes to your personal insurance, those are the three that you absolutely should have. And your coverages uh, on the auto policy, the, the umbrella requires you to carry a specific minimum, which is $250,000 per person and $500,000 for the total accident. So at a minimum, you're going to be walking away with that kind of coverage. And you know what? If you have a business, the insurance that you just talked to us, it's fully deductible through your company. Really? It's fully deductible through your company. Okay. Only if you put as the beneficiary your company, not yourself. Because if you put as yourself as a beneficiary, then it's considered as a benefit to you, which is taxable. Got but it. if the beneficiary, it's the company, it's fully deductible. Huh. So basically, uh, if I'm leasing my, if my company is leasing my car to me, and then the company becomes the one that that gets the money if I get into an accident, right? Okay, because it's actually technically owned by the company. Got it. Got it. So you can All actually right. do that. Nice. Now, well, that's good to know. It is really good because you can actually get some benefits. French benefits from the company that will help you reduce your personal expenses. Heck yeah. Now, if you also own a business, you're, you're really exposed with well, all your assets. If you don't have a very good strategy and structure, like I said a couple of weeks ago, it's like the force field outside the Millennial Falcon. <laughs> right? That's it. Yeah. It's shield. It's a shield. It shields you about every, from every, not from everything, but from the majority of possible lawsuits. Yeah, I mean, it definitely protects us from a lot. Um, there are, there's always lawyers fighting back and forth about what's going to be covered and what's not going to be covered. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of protection built in that that people don't even know about. Uh, you know, especially on their uh, simple things like personal liability in your homeowner's policy. You know, if you're kid says something on the internet to uh some other kid and and, and they, that kid ends up going to therapy right that's a financial loss to the to the parents uh and that could potentially be covered by your homeowner's policy who knew right and, and guess what if your 
commingling funds between your personal and business, they can actually go after your business. Ooh. They wow. can actually go after your business. So this is why we need to have a good accountant like Invictus Advisors <laughs> to make sure that we're not doing stuff like that. We, we actually can help you fix those issues because most, pretty much every has commingle funds in one point or the other. Mm -hmm. It's very common because people tend to think that your business account is your personal piggy bank account and it's not. So that's why you're here to, to help us understand how important is to have insurances in our business and in our personal assets. If we were only to get one insurance for our business, which one would you recommend us? Um, easily, it's going to be general liability. I mean, every business is different, mm -hmm. right? Every business is different and has different requirements. Uh, your general liability policy, that's probably the broadest type of coverage. Uh, so that's the one that I would absolutely say that you want to have. But if you want to have any employees, you're required by the state to have workers' compensation. So that's not even an option. It's like if you want to drive a car, you have to have auto insurance. If you want to get employees, you have to have workers' comp. Uh, when it comes to general liability, if you work from home, you could probably not get general liability and get away with it. But if something happens, you know, somebody comes over to your house and trips and falls on your stairs, right? Your homeowner's insurance may not cover it, but your business general liability could, right? So, so it's, it's things like that. Um, professional liability is another one that's really important for uh, people like yourselves, right? Uh, that provide a professional service. Uh, you want to make sure that, that those activities are specifically covered because your general liability doesn't cover the services that you provide as a certified professional. It does. You, you, you're totally, totally on point. Because if, if you provide a service like workers comp, uh, you have employees. And I've seen this with, with a lot of clients, right? Oh, I, I can get away with that workers comp until they come and visit me. Mm -hmm. Guess what? When they go and visit you, they go in a pack. I seen them like they walk in a pack and it, they visit you, the Employment Development Department, which is a state agency, mm -hmm. the Workers' Comp Agency. Mm -hmm. And now they're bringing with them the district attorney offices. Because guess what? Not carrying Workers' Comp, it's a felony. Wow. They can bring it down to misdemeanor, right? Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, it's a felony. And they're actually filing charges against uh, business owners. Yeah. And they'll put you on probation for three years. And mm -hmm. there's a fine of $10,000 per employee Yep. for not carrying workers' comp. Yep. But workers' comp is super expensive. Yeah, so is not carrying it if you get caught. <laughs> it's worse than not carrying it because they'll actually... Uh, uh, calculate the workers' comp that you haven't paid, and they'll do based on the state compensation fund, which is the most expensive mm -hmm. one. They'll calculate it on on your payroll. Yeah, and you know, you really got to look at it and and figure out what that cost is. Different occupations are going to have different levels of risk, right? We're working on a uh, a policy for a roofing company, 
right? You're working on the roof. That's a dangerous job. The going rate right now is about 56%. We'll just call it 50% of your payroll. So if you're paying $100,000 in payroll to your employees, you're going to pay $50,000 a year in workers' comp. But what, what employers don't understand or business owners don't understand is like, if you're a roofer, like the example you're giving us, and your employee falls and they break their head, do you know the exposure and the liability that you would be under if you had no workers' comp? Forget about the penalties and the fines. Just imagine the hospital bill that you are going to have to cover for that individual. Mm -hmm. Just think about that. Now you and said most employers don't think about that. They don't. And and you said, you know, what happens if, if they break their hand, right? That honestly, that's a best case scenario. They fall, yeah. they break their hand. You have to pay the, the hospital bills. Cool, whatever, no big deal. After they're healed up in six to eight weeks, they come back to work. Now, what if they break their leg? They bust their knee so badly, they break their head, whatever, that they can no longer work. Now you're not only responsible for the hospital bills and everything that comes out of that, you're responsible for 66.67% of their income basically for the rest of their lives until they can get trained to do something other than what they were doing. And that's the best case scenario. That's if they don't go and find an attorney to file a lawsuit against. Oh, they will. Oh, they oh, will. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because their neighbor, their friend, their comadre, their compadre mm -hmm. are going to tell them, sue them. Yep. Absolutely. Workers comp, you got to have it. Absolutely got to have yes. it. So, you know, that's that's roofers, right? Super expensive. But, you know, you're talking to people that have these businesses that they're like, no, I don't want to get it. It's super expensive, blah, 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 blah. I just wrote a, a policy for a nail salon, $1,000 a year. Like, right. you're not going to get majorly hurt in a nail salon. You're going to, like, the, the, the nail clipper is going to slip and you're going to give yourself a paper cut, like, those the worst case, it and hurts a lot. With the with the hand uh, uh, sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, worst case, absolute worst case scenario, your your thumb gets infected and you have to cut it off. I guess, like, that's the absolute worst case scenario. Hey, it's twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's you never know. Absolutely true. But I mean, but that but those are those are the worst case scenario things, right? Like in those situations, yeah, if you don't have care workers comp, you're going to have to uh, pay for the hospital bill. There's going to be some additional um, general losses for the for the, the loss of that thumb or whatever the case might be. You know, you're going to pay out some money there. Uh, but still, all of that could be avoided for a thousand dollars a year. Right. It's nothing. I think that the worst enemy here lies on you don't know what you don't know. And the assumption that in insurances are very, very expensive, that's very damaging for us as individuals and as business owners. Because right. we immediately assume that whenever you say, oh, um, my landlord is requesting me or requires me to have general insurance from $1 million, $2 million, one, two, right? Which is generally what they ask mm -hmm. you for. Shit, it's a million dollars, $2 million. That's a shitload of money. And they don't realize that it's a very inexpensive insurance to carry. Right. And it will protect you humongously. Mm -hmm. 
Arnaz is saying just in case sounds crazy until it becomes a reality. It does. It is true. Yep. Yep. It is true. And one million dollars, it's nothing. Two million dollars, it's really nothing. <laughs> really. I mean, I'll and take it, I, but take it. But it's actually not not a lot of money. No, it's not. When, when you when you really think about that, a million dollars is not a lot of money. It's a drop in the bucket. It is, and actually, and and the cost of that insurance averages around what? Well, it, it's very, very dependent on the right. business, but I mean, this nail salon, for example, we could get a general liability policy for somewhere around $800 a year and the workers comp for $1,000 a year, uh, you know, add on there maybe some professional liability for another 300 I mean, we're literally talking like 2000 maybe $2,500 a year to a protect yourself. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, on the other hand, now you, you get some restaurants, you get uh, grocery stores, you get um, warehouses and roofers, and all of a sudden those those costs become much more significant. But but still, I mean, the, the bottom line is you you have to have these protections in place because it's exactly like you're saying, you know, it's twenty five hundred or twenty five thousand dollars up front to protect yourself from millions upon millions of dollars on the back end. It's but a no-brainer. You know what? And, and that, those costs, they're, they're not human, humongous. They can give you a lot of peace of mind. And if you do your knocks correctly, those those uh, costs, generally, they're transferred to the clients, to the customers. Like, you have to add those costs into the price of your product or services. Mm -hmm. It's part right? of your bottom line. So you're just, pardon me? It's part of bottom line. Exactly. So it's part of doing business to to keep you also protected and secured. Like you are in business to generate wealth and to generate an estate and to generate a, a, a future for your for your kids, your 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 wife, your family, and and not being protected, what's gonna end up happening? I California, mean, I, if, if we're doing this, lose California, everything. it's it's. It's a state where everybody sues everybody for just mm -hmm. looking at you incorrectly. Oh, I don't like I the started in the wrong room. Me. That's it. Yeah, you looked at you look you look at me wrong. Like I'm gonna sue you for that. Very sue happy state. Pardon me. It's a very sue happy state. Hell yeah! That's Mickey Ah, oh, they took a, they took away the one place, right? The one place that brings us the most joy, happiest place on earth. That's why we're going to Florida. There you go. <laughs> it's open there. <laughs> it's open there. Hopefully, it's it's gonna be open for the next couple of months. So, as long as it's open, that's that's all I care. There you go. So, based on your experience, what would you say is the biggest problem area when it comes to risks for small businesses? I think, uh, and this is something that we have been um, learning as we go again, right? Uh, one of the biggest things is is what we call risk management or loss control. So uh, one of the things that we've been training our agents on is when they go to a business to look for potential liability risks, to look for ways that they can keep people safe and keep businesses safe. So some simple things, for example, if you have a restaurant that serves alcohol at all, 
make sure that you send your employees through TIPS. I forget exactly what TIPS stands for, but it's basically training to make sure that you don't overpour, overserve people, uh, which if you overserve people alcohol and they wind up in an accident or getting in a fight outside or whatever, they can come back and sue the establishment. Um, right. So that's, and you know, lost control. Or the bartender who served them. The it's establishment. The establishment. That's right. That's right. So, um, you know, it, it's it's some lost control measures like that where we walk into a, a business and say, hey, you know, you should have a fire extinguisher in this room. There's no other exits. You should have something in here just in case something spontaneously combusts or whatever. You know, your computer catches fire. Like anything can happen. Make sure you have a way to protect yourself. These are things that a lot of times businesses may not think of because the business owner's busy, right? He's doing all kinds of other things. But as an insurance agent, as a loss control expert, as a risk manager, uh, we want to go in there and say, hey, look, these are things that you should be looking at. These are uh, things that you can change in your business to make sure that you stay safe and your business stays safe and your customers all stay safe while they're in your uh, in your establishment. That is 100% right. You need to have somebody walk your business from from an outsource uh, perspective, an outside perspective, and actually pinpoint certain areas where you can actually mitigate those those exposures. Like, yep. uh, like we do with our clients, we do uh, an analysis on their cash handling when it comes to uh, banking and or uh, whomever signs the checks, who has access to the debit cards, because we can control fraud. Mm -hmm. We can actually find areas where they can be exposed to um, uh, uh, employees that can just take some money away and you won't even notice because they'll be taking a dollar here, a dollar there. So, so things like that. But if we, we tell them, Hey, just have one person have the ATM, another person signs checks or double approvals, things like that. It's the same thing with your guys' insurance. Like you can actually tell us because we are not experts on that. We, we might be just looking at the day-to-day -day operation and there's a lot of uh, areas where we can be losing a lot of money and, or we be exposed. Like in that case that you gave us the example, it's not the bartender who would be a fault. Right. It's you, the business owner. 100% correct. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, uh, uh, what is it called in the stores, in the, in the retails? Uh, lost, uh, lost prevention. You lost prevention. Yeah. Yeah. Lost control. Same, same type of thing. It's, it's what are the risks when we walk into the business? What are the things that could potentially, uh, the business owner could potentially be held liable for? And how can we best protect them? It's like whenever you walk to Nordstrom's or Neiman or any of those stores, there's there's people dressed as civilians that are from the security uh, uh, department. Mm -hmm. Walking around the store, looking around people that uh, might be suspicious and uh, they, they, they catch people stealing. Yep. Happens all the time. But for us, it's, you know, how can we protect our businesses? What can we do to protect them? And, and I can tell you for a fact that, for instance, people might think that cash in businesses are not insured. Mm -hmm. There's coverage for cash if you handle cash in your business for it to be insured. Yeah. Yep. Tell yep. us a There'll little be... bit about that. There will be uh, a specific limit of how much cash would be uh, protected, but yeah, absolutely. That's it's it's part of your business personal property. So uh, you know the 
the insurance policy will have a specific amount. Uh, usually, I want to say as a base, it's probably about $10,000 of just straight cash. Um, and then, you know, the, every time that you get a business owner's policy. So there's <laughs> sorry, I'm going a little bit a little bit uh, off the, uh, here. But so you've got a business owner's policy and it typically provides two types of coverage. One is the general liability that we talked about already. The other is property. So as a business owner, you want to be make sure that you're protected. If somebody walks into your place of business, trips, falls, smashes their face on the desk and tries to sue you, right? That's the general liability. You also want to protect your stuff, your desks, your computers, your cash on hand, merchandise, right? All of your, your items for sale, your stock and merchandise, all of these different things. You want to protect those as well. Uh, and that's the property side of the business owner's policy. So we kind of combine those two into a single policy. And then sometimes they'll have like specific limits for certain things. Like we're talking about um, cash, you know, it might be a $5,000 limit or a $10,000 limit of just straight cash. Uh, and then if you work in a building with, with plate glass, like there might be a specific limit for the glass, Right. So you want to look at those policy and talk those coverages over with your agent to make sure that you understand what you actually have coverage for and address your main concerns. And I would probably add here also cyber insurance. Yes. It's super important. If you're a coach, if you're selling a program online, you have access to certain servers, you have stuff in the cloud, you need cyber insurance because you never know when people might go into your computers, steal data, and you're in the hook for that. Mm -hmm. In Absolutely. California, it's very severe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so cyber insurance is very much on the rise. Uh, one of the things that we have seen more often is, uh, what do they call it? It's, it's cyber ransom. So what they'll do is they'll hack your system and they'll steal all of your data. And they'll say, we'll give you back your data for $10,000, right? Or Bitcoin. I've seen that. Bitcoin. Or Bitcoin. Yeah, like whatever whatever it is. Um, but they hold your data hostage, right? right? Imagine losing your entire database. Imagine losing all of your customers, all you know, all of their accounting files, all of their tax returns, all of their, their history. And somebody says, I'll give it back to you, but you got to give me 20 grand, you know? That's what that's what cyber that's one of the things that cyber liability will protect you for um, your property coverage on your business owner's policy. Another thing that that I want to make sure to mention is business income, right? Business income is uh, if your place of business was to burn down, for example, there's f f uh, fire starts and you burns down. You can't go to work anymore. Uh, your entire place is shut down. Well, there's income that you're generating on a daily basis from having your establishment open and the business income will be replaced by that coverage, right? So it has to be obviously a, a covered loss. And this is one of the big things that has happened over the past several months with the pandemic, right? They got shut down, but there are exclusions in the policy. And this is just nationwide with almost every single policy. And these exclusions prohibited the insurance companies from paying out for pandemic. So, all of these companies, all of these small businesses, nobody's really been able to recover funds from their insurance policies because the problem is as soon as one person wins, it sets a precedent and more people can win. So trust me, those lawyers have been fighting hard to say, nope, we are not paying out for the pandemic.
and I'm pretty sure that that the uh, the fine print on any uh, new policy that you guys are writing up, it's pretty sure covering those items and very very clearly mentioning them precisely. Isn't that right? Yeah, they actually do. Uh, they're still working on on a product. I, I've seen some snippets here and there of a pandemic coverage. Uh, product that's going to be launching soon, or it, there's, it's possible that it's already launched, uh, but specifically excludes COVID nineteen because they're, it already happened. It's an ex it's a it's a pre existing condition. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's a pre existing pre condition. It's not condition. going to be covered. Like, it's right now in the ballots, right? What's going to yeah. happen? <laughs> <pre> Conditions. <laughs> today, today's the day. We'll see. Right. Today's we'll today. Today, like. Are you guys, are you worried? I don't think worried is the right word. Um, I have, you know, I know which direction I want it to go, <laughs> which is, which is not four more years. Uh, please. I know you, I know, I know you're on the other side of, of that, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, honestly, I, I think they're both buffoons and I voted for Joe Jorgensen personally. Um, so whatever. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I, I, there's no options out there. There's nothing available for us. <laughs> there is a third option. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really viable, but, uh, but there, but there are, you know, that's the thing is there are options. And I just think that more people need to, uh, dive into those other options. Everybody's just stuck on these two for whatever reason. Everybody, Nobody goes yeah. Not enough people go outside of that. The only ones to blame in reality, it's us as, as, as citizens and the media. That's it. It's us and the media. Yeah. We are, we're so in tune to whatever the media tells us or Google come pulls up in their searches that we don't, we don't, we, we never heard about the other candidates or at least we, we just didn't open our ears to any other option candidate. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's definitely we're we're trained. You know, yeah. we've been at this for 234 244 years. <laughs> right. right? And and I don't I don't exactly know when the two-party system was was originally set up, uh but I do know what was it? Uh 1914 or something like that. I I forget uh that it was the first time that somebody other than a Democrat or Republican has been voted into office. It was like forever and a half ago. And I don't think it's going to happen soon or unless there's a perch like the movie where, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where, where we go into the, into the actual problem and perch them all and get a new system. That, yeah, I, I agree with the new system thing. Um, the one that we have has been great for 244 years, uh, I but I think it's I think it's time for a change. Yeah, a complete perch. Yep. So, damn, it's already 40 minutes and wow. <laughs> we have fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm learning a lot of things here. Um, what would you recommend us if we were just to do one thing and one thing only when it came to insurances? What would you recommend us? If I was, if, you know what? I'll, I'll go with this whole life insurance. 
whole okay. life insurance. I think that's where, uh, you know, if I could go back to 20-year-old me and, you know, commit to $200 a month and put that aside for a whole life policy, I, I mean, I'd be in a great position today, you know, and uh, my my retirement at 65 would be, you know, in a much better place Um that's that's honestly like if you're young, if you're a millennial, if you're listening in, a uh, young business owner, whatever, get yourself a whole life policy. If you're a business owner, make sure that you have a key man policy. If something happens to you, if you have any partners, uh, they don't want to be in business with your spouse, I'm sure. So uh, make sure that you have that that key man policy, uh, whole life policy. Set yourself up for you know basically a, a forced savings account. Uh, but it's so so powerful and impactful you can use that thing for funding all kinds of different things and you know you always have that death benefit there um so yeah i think those are the two big things that i would that i would do you nail it that is probably one of the best advice i've heard when it comes to insurance and saving for your future because social security and medicare are not going to be there forever and if you calculate based on your current paycheck how much you're paying towards social security and Medicare, you're never going to get it back, even if you retired at 61 or 65 years old. You're never going to recover all the amount that you've paid towards that. Mm -hmm. But if you do what you just told us, you're going to recover it all. Absolutely. And at, at, at the end, when you die, that life insurance policy is going to pay out and create generational wealth for the people that you care about. And a shitload of money. If you started, if you would have started at 20 years, $200 a month, you just determined based on compounded interest, it's a lot of money. Absolutely. It's in the millions. It's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. It's in the millions. And you get to leave that behind to your family. And remember, key money insurance, it's a tax deductible expense for your company as long as the company is the beneficiary and shareholders or members can utilize those funds to buy your spouse to help your family down the line if something were to happen to you so it's an amazing way to plan uh, uh for the future and save in taxes perfect can't go wrong awesome james it's been great uh, uh having you as a guest in in, in lunch with the shark uh, you guys are one of the reasons why we started Lunch with the Shark. We're very grateful and thankful for that. Uh, you can reach uh, James at, at pipelineinsurance.com. Please, 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 if you are seeking or looking for insurances, don't do it on your own. I'm going to give you the same example. You are never going to perform open heart surgery on yourself. Right. Just think about that. You're never going to perform open heart surgery on your own you can't you'll die <laughs> <laughs> so don't buy insurance on your own don't don't really 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 don't don't uh, it's it's probably one of the worst things other than doing your own taxes but uh, getting insurance on your own because you don't know the jargon you don't know the what's what you are excluding yourself or 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 setting yourself for you're not. You can't. I don't understand. I don't want to understand endurance. Yep. And you know what? I mean, I want you to understand 
the reason why you're getting insurance. Yes. I want you to understand that, yes. the coverages that you're buying. I want you to understand and and address your concerns with any insurance product that you're going to buy. But absolutely, myself, my team, we're the experts. We know uh, the coverages. We know the policies. We can help you find the right policy to, to uh, meet your needs and put your mind at ease with all the coverage options that we have available. And I'm just going to give you a give say something else uh, on this topic because my recommendation is to call somebody like James. If you don't call James, call somebody like James because if you call customer service at any of those big insurance companies, you're calling to a call center. And they're not actually trained or experts on the insurance matter. They're just following a script from their call center to answer certain questions that they are going to answer it based on the policy itself. But they're not going to be able to give you advice on whether to yes, get that insurance or no, don't get this insurance. Let's do it like this or let's piece together a perfect insurance that it's tailored to your needs and to your business needs. And at the same time, if you go with somebody like James and he, and you have a an incident, you're going to be able to pick up the phone, email James and say, hey, this just happened to us and they're going to take care of you. They're going to actually contact the insurance company, start filing the claim for you, guide you through the claim process and get a best outcome in your claim for you. Yep. That's 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 the insurance that they are providing to you on top Absolutely. of the insurance that you're getting from the insurance company. Isn't Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I mean, like you said, if, if you call into one of the big guys, it typically is a call center. Uh, but yep. when you go with a small independent insurance agent, you have the relationship, you know exactly who to call, you know who to talk to. They're oftentimes local to you. You can walk into their office, you know, or or call them on a Zoom call and get, get remote assistance. I mean, you can... We have all of these options because it does become a relationship. It is. And, and it's it's probably one of the best relationships that you can have out there. I agree. <laughs> it's probably one of the best. Yeah, no, and I can tell it. I can say it because I, we know that. Like, we've done it. Yeah, yeah I appreciate James, that, well, by the way. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much, you so much for, for, for uh, being a guest in our show. Uh, reach out to James, james.cs at pipelineinsurance.com. It's going here in the banner. Uh, tune in for their podcast. It's super cool. They have really good guests also every single day. And uh, just follow them also on, on Instagram, you, uh, Facebook, YouTube, right? And yep. uh, call them, send them an email. This is the right time to start looking for, for your insurance for 2021, projecting, planning, do it. Yes, sir. Anything thank you so much for having me. No, that's else? it. Uh, that's thank it? you. Thanks again for, for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Follow us on all our social media at Insurance Bro Show. Uh, if you do have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email, james.cs at pipelineinsurance.com. Awesome. And today's quote, it's from Kim Hubbard. He was an American cartoonist, humorist, and journalist. And he said, fun is like life insurance. The older you get, the more it costs. <laughs> that oh, boy. is 
absolutely true. Oh boy, well, I I don't want to get old. <laughs> <laughs> Life only moves in one direction, though, right? It does, but remember, uh, the 30s are the new 20s and so forth. So yeah. when you get when we get to the 90s, it's gonna be they're gonna be the new 60s. There you go. I like it. I like it. Technology. Thank, I love it. Thank you so much. It's been great seeing you. Thank you for being with us. Bon appetit. Ciao. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Lunch with the Shark. If you would like to set up a consultation with the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa, visit his website www.invictus-advisors.com and don't forget to subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn.